Welcome back, everyone, to After the Sermon Ends. We know that after the sermon ends, the conversations begin. Today, I'm joined here by Pastor Marcus Donaldson and Pastor Mauricio Calderon. How are we doing, guys? Doing well. Doing very good. Thank you for the invitation. We had a huge Sunday this past Sunday for our fir- for a combined service with La Tribu, and we did it to commemorate the new partnership with La Tribu coming into our church, partnering with us in ministry, and just going to be with us going forward. So, Marcus, why don't you give us a, a quick kind of rundown of just the day overall? We can get into the details of the partnership stuff later, but um, y- your message and what was what else was happening throughout the day? Yes, yeah, so there's. I think we we assume unity. It's become such a, a commonplace word, it, although practically it's a lot more difficult than we'd like to admit sometimes, I think. Anyways, we talk about it so much. It's become so commonplace that I think that there are, there are two consequences of that. One, we're surprised when unity, practical unity, is a lot more difficult with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I think because it's so common— um, when we have to work it out in the church's life and ministry, we're surprised when it's difficult. And and two, I think that when we read the New Testament, we miss just how difficult unity was to uh, maintain amongst Jews and Gentiles. So we looked at something, one, um, very important in the first century church, something that the apostles uh, had written much about, which was the the fact that in Christ, Jew and Gentile have become one. They've been united in Christ. Yeah. And because they've been united in Christ, there's no uh, one group isn't above the other. They are like the ground is level there, right? Um, what Christ has done has, has made everybody, uh, brothers and sisters, made them one body, made them one family. Um, and it's only in Jesus's finished work that this is possible because before... Um, there was nothing but disunity and segregation. And in the 21st century, all of this to say, um, as, as 21st century believers, we should uh, not only strive for unity, strive to maintain unity. Um, and this is what that, that partnership, I think, shows, that, that the God that, that we proclaim, um, the Savior that we proclaim, who's united us, Jew, Gentile, uh, black, white, Hispanic, Latino, um, Native American, doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah. All are united in Christ into one family, and, and that's what we're um, hoping to proclaim through this partnership. Great. Pastor Mauricio, what was your experience on Sunday? Well, well uh, thank God we've been doing uh, some work together for a while now, <laughs> and, and it was, I think it was the culmination of something that God was preparing for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So, uh, not the combination, the, the, I don't know if I should say the starting point, but uh, it's, it's something that God has done, uh, and God brought us together, and, and uh, as Marcus said, you know, unity is, um, it's easy to say, so much harder to yep. m- make it happen and make mm. it work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Marcus was preaching on Sunday on, on the book of Ephesians chapter two. And, uh, I, I talked to, uh, to Jared about it, uh, a text, text him and told him, Hey, Marcus preaching this passage and it was so beautiful, so intentional. And, uh, I think that's, that's where everything, 
starts, you mm. know, intentionality. Yeah. Because uh, 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 you, you have to be intentional about unity and not just to use the word. And we've seen this uh, everywhere else, you know, uh, uh, presidents, they said we have to yep. work in unity and that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we see it in families and we see it in, in our society, in our community. Uh, but uh, there's uh, uh, Jesus prayed in John 17 and he said, I pray that they will be one just as you and I are one. Uh, unity is, is a big concern for for the Lord, for Christ. Uh, so I think it has to be a big concern for the church as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, every church should have uh, an uh, Hispanic extension or I'm just saying that we should work uh, in unity yeah. for the glory of God and for the expansion of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, if we don't understand that, then we are missing the point. Paul said it, you know, and you just said it, Marcus, uh, uh, the gospel is for uh, Jews, Gentiles, and everybody. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, had a combined service with a, a unified band of members from both churches. It was a bilingual service uh, translated into Spanish for the, the Spanish speakers. It was great. And then after church, we went and had a, a picnic at Longwood Park. Um, <laughs> what? Quick question. What? Which dish was your guys' favorite at the picnic? El pollo, the chicken. <laughs> yep. Do you remember who brought that? Oh, you did. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, the, you, Marcus. Uh, what'd you call it? Aqua fresca? Oh, yes. Aqua with, fresca. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the strawberries in it? Yes. Yes. Uh, shout out Wendy. Yeah. Uh, oh, she, that was her. Yeah, she did a great job with that. That I was, was awesome. She went over there. Like, I saw her get some, and that's what I was like, man, what is that? Yeah, I think she was testing it out. So. Yeah. Well, she crushed it. Shout yeah, out to It was Wendy. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Wendy, yeah. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why don't you take us into Ephesians 2 there, Marcus, 11 through 22. What was your thought process for using that on the unified service? Probably one of the most significant um, passages on the church's unity here in Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. And because that was, um, you know, 11 or 12 verses, depending on how you look at it, depending on how you count, um, that's a lot for us to sort of just jump into, especially for two congregations for um, translation as we're going through. So we just made some observations to keep ourselves um, focused on as we as we start the partnership. Um, and I think that it, the more we reflect on these um, these verses, the the more that we'll understand really. Um, how to continue to apply and strive for unity in our day. So anyways, like I said, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, what we see in the, the first two verses, 11 and 12, is who we once were. And it's pretty common to uh, what Paul says elsewhere. And really, this these verses, they kind of mimic or imitate um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, right? The, sort mm -hmm. of the structure of it, but who we once were. Um, and he paints a, a grim picture. Right, Christless, um, without hope and without God in the world, right? um, aliens to the the covenants, to the uh, promises of Israel. Like here, you are as Gentiles, and you are you are so far off that you are Christless, you are godless, you are without hope, you are strangers to the covenants and prom like you. This is a dark picture that he's painting, um, and we fall into that category not because. Um, 
we weren't ethnically Jewish, yeah. but because we stood apart from Christ at one point in time. Yeah. Mark, or Mauricio, what were some of your thoughts from the message? Uh, first of all, uh, I was translating, and you know, uh, my English, I learned to uh, speak my fluent, very, very, very fluent, no accent uh, English <laughs> in New York. and But I've been translating for uh, for many years now, I'd, uh, and my experience started with Pastor Jeff Benefield at Chesamantum uh, uh, Church in, in the past. So my, in, my translation skills were developed uh, with a really thick southern accent. <laughs> So now, <laughs> when when you were preaching with yeah. with the with the accent that <laughs> I learned my English with, I was struggling a yeah. little bit, you know. And and uh, I think I'm getting old as well because uh, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't hear I couldn't hear. But it was it was amazing though. It was yeah. amazing. The word was amazing. We uh, after we went to the picnic, we uh, went back home. Gio was with me, and um, we were talking about the the beauty of the word mm -hmm. the intentionality of apostle paul in his message and uh the approach that uh god gave to pastor marcus because all in all the word was beautiful was clear i i, I don't know if i don't know even when when you were preaching marcus that you even trying i don't know if you could be able to make it clearer than what it is right no praise it no i not God's word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, it was, uh, it was, uh, beautiful. It was encouraging, uh, and it was pushing us to unity. So, uh, I, I went back and, and once again, you know, when I text Jared, I told him, I, the message was on point. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful because, you know, the, the other times we've done things together, most of them, uh, I've been the one preaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this one was different. Yeah. Uh, and I was on the other side, so I was able to not only translate, uh, at the same time, uh, I was able to hear and be ministered to. Mm. And it was, uh, well, to me, it was a beautiful message. And uh, as I said it before, you know, uh, if Jesus is so concerned about unity, Paul uh, helped the church to see it in a different light mm -hmm. and, and gives us a, a, a reality pill, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was funny. Like as I was taking notes uh, from Marcus's message, the, the parts I was writing down, I realized later on, it's like, I was just kind of writing down what the verses were already saying. It's like yeah. I'm already writing down the main points, and like you really stuck well to to the passage there. So I thought that was really interesting. Well, praise God, I appreciate it. The uh, what both of you are saying, but that's that's the beauty and the simplicity of yeah. it, right? Yes. You just you just preach the word. You, mm -hmm. you you're just a mailman. That's my job. I'm a mailman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, I just deliver the mail. Yeah, you hey, contemporized yeah. it a little bit for our audience, and then you just let it speak for itself. Yep. Hey, uh, but I'm a little concerned. He said. I was taking notes while uh, Marcus was preaching. He oh, didn't say while Mauricio was translating. Uh, <laughs> I want to see your Spanish notes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that was 11 and 12, who we once were. Yeah. And when we understand um, just the bleak condition that we are in apart from Christ, um, we can appreciate then what we see in verses 13 through 18, what Christ has done. Um, cause that's the next part uh, or the next section of this passage. 
what Christ has done. And we, you know, we talked about, you know, it, it's not, it, it's not our, our efforts. It's not our sensitivity. It's not our um, striving. It's n- none of this stuff unites us. These are all secondary, maybe even tertiary. What Christ has done um, is the, the primary thing and the only thing that truly unites us in any meaningful spiritual way. Yeah. Something that you were talking about, like you, you were kind of highlighting just the various ways that, that people see division, whether it's a sports team, politics, or uh, racial identity. Just there, There's so many ways that people identify that divides people, but very rarely do we identify by what unifies us. And I, I just loved how you, you highlighted that. And and uh, so often, like whether it's in politics when people say, oh, we, we need to be unified that message carries of like, you need to come to my side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you need to be changed to conform to me. Exactly. Rather than all of us being conformed to Christ. And I think that was the, the, the beautiful message of Sunday where you, you brought up the terminology, like we need to be red people covered by the blood. We all need to be uh, covered by the blood. Well, uh, you know, or we posted something in our uh, social media pages and uh about Sunday and the last uh, word, the phrase that we used was we should become a red church yeah. <laughs> and, and in Spanish. So we use the, the term. Which Praise God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that doesn't imply colorblindness. Right. Um, and, and like, I appreciate um, La Tribu's uh, Hispanic, Latino. What would you call it? I don't Maybe there's like a division, Hispanic, Latino. I don't know if you prefer one or the no, other. The same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've just been in some <laughs> weird circles lately. No, 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 no. Um, I appreciate their culture. I appreciate everything about yeah. where they come from. Do I understand? Does Does my appreciation mean that I understand all of it? Absolutely not. It, like, not at all. Um, but as my brothers and sisters in Christ, what unity means is that I'm willing to, to learn about it. I'm, I'm willing to um, not only learn about it, but but to be served by it and through it and, and to serve alongside and everything yeah. else. Um, just like I appreciate, you know, that you're fully white and you come from a completely different um, background. <gasps> no. You know, and <laughs> yeah. being white and black, it's like, you know, when we, I think when we try to be one, um, one thing, we diminish um, the glory of the church, the, um, the beauty of the church as a, you know, multi-ethnic body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm reading a book right now. It's called "I Am a Church Member" by Tom yeah. Tom Rainer, and that's it's a ta- good one. There was one talking about like using our spiritual gifts and like how diversity in the church is a really good thing. Woo. Yeah. Wait, and why are you reading that? Is that a seminary? No, I just found it at Goodwill. And I wanted to read it. It's oh man, you should have asked. Small, I had one. Quick read. Yeah, it's like seventy pages of just amazing content. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little booklet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I'll super tiny, it. like easy, easy read, and uh, it's talking about just the the gifts that these that, that each believer has, the experiences that they have, like yeah. all of that serves to edify the church together. Yep. And it doesn't mean like being a red church, being a unified church does not mean that everybody looks the same, acts yep. the same, has the same gifts. It's like mm-hmm. everybody is different, but working towards the same goal. Yep. 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 And, uh, you know, I, I make this joke very constantly, uh, that there was a guy, uh, an American guy and an uh, African guy, they died, they go to heaven and they are arguing at the door. I haven't saying, hey, uh, you know, God's going to speak uh, African. The other said, no, he's going to speak English. And they, they have this argument. No, he's going to speak English. No, he's going to speak African. 
suddenly St. Peter passed by and he said, buenos dias. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, and I said it before, right? And you were laughing before I finished. So, uh, and, but uh, what you were saying, uh, you know, uh, God, uh, God is not concerned about my language. Mm. Uh, God is concerned about my heart. Mm -hmm. And even when the joke is funny and everything. And, uh, but uh, um, God is concerned about, about unity. Right. Yeah. And this is the beautiful thing about what he's saying, right? Like, like language isn't the primary thing. But you and I, we we learn, we worship, we we know English. It's far more effective. It would be far more edifying for us in in the short term and probably in the long term to to continue in in English. That doesn't mean that we don't learn Spanish. But for yeah. Mauricio, that that may be difficult. For some members in his congregation, that may be difficult. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to say, "Hey, you guys learn Eng English and suck it up." Just like we wouldn't <laughs> say to ourselves, "Hey, we're going to learn Spanish and we'll, we'll figure it out." Like, yeah. no, we want we want people, God's people, to be edified. We want the lost to be reached in whatever language um, that it that's in, and and that's the beauty of what Mauricio's saying is that God is big enough. Yeah, he, like the Creator, Sustainer, Redeemer of the universe is big enough to reach me, you, and I in English, him in Spanish, and and his congregation in yeah. Spanish, and and ours in English. You know, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jesus was walking by and see Peter and tells him, uh, instead of telling him, uh, from now on you will be fisherman of, uh, fisher of men, he told him, from now on I'm going to teach you Greek. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't even read and write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the calling is it's, uh, beyond languages. Right. And everybody, uh, you read it right here in Ephesians, um, everybody needs to hear the gospel. Yep. And everybody needs to be able to hear it. And what we see after this passage is that this is God's plan through the church, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not through uh, the, the clouds separating and the spirit of God descending like a dove, right? It's through the believers, right? Not the building, but the people mm -hmm. um, going and proclaiming the gospel in whatever language that might be to people that may not look like them uh, for the glory of God ultimately and bringing them into a church where they can a local church where they can be um, edified, where they can serve, where they can be empowered and equipped um, to then go and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when when we get that right, um, I think we we do a lot better. When we turn our when we have like target dossiers and um, or dossiers and um, you know like uh, we we only want to win the white suburbanite. Mm. We're we're ignoring God's mission. Yeah. Because we city church is right in the middle of the city, and like it or not, there are, I mean, Hispanic, um, Hispanic African American dominate this this area. Mm -hmm. So if we're only trying to win the white suburbanite, we're going to have a really hard time doing church here in the middle of Gainesville. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, moving down a little bit to verses thirteen to eighteen, that that other half there talking about now. Uh, what Christ has done. So yep. we talked about who we were. Now we're talking about what Christ has done and how he unifies us. And I like the, the big points there of like, he is our peace and he has given us access, all of us in one spirit. To Don't miss that. What you just did, right? We went from Paul talking to in the singular, right? You Gentiles who were far off. Now we, that unifying yeah. language through what Christ has done here in 13 mm -hmm. and 18. But yeah, Sorry, I just no, wanted to highlight huge. that. That's because huge. when I was studying, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we, we all learned a little bit more Greek on Sunday. Yeah, what um, a, second person plural? 
Yeah, second person. Everyone was slow. I knew you knew it because we talked about it. Yeah. Um, But Dawson was sitting right beside me. I'm like, Dawson would know too. (laughs) (laughs) But you also talked about how, like, when he, when it's talking about he is our peace, that's both vertical and horizontal. Um, How does that work exactly? Yeah, Romans 5 1, um, we see that we have peace with God since we've been justified um, in Christ. And it's, that that's the horizontal dimension um and then what we see in the remainder of the the passage is that we that he might reconcile us to god us both to god in one body through the cross thereby killing the hostility right vertical um but even in being in one body implies that horizontal um access to one spirit in the father verse 18 again that's horizontal but what we see um that that dividing wall of hostility in verse 14 has been broken down now if you uh, interpret that to be the um the wall in the temple um or the um the judicial and the uh, ceremonial law in uh, the Mosaic law, if wh- however you interpret that, it's been torn down. Mm-hmm. So now all that, everything that stood between the Jew and the Gentile is now removed um, so that they can be one before God in Christ. Any you, thoughts? You hit me or? with a curveball. Yeah. So I had to yeah. like reel it in and. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking uh, about Acts 2 mm. that uh, one of the Spirit come down, uh, what what the spirit does with the disciples they go down to the crowd and god uh gives them the ability to speak the language of every single body yep. so everybody could have access to the presence of the holy spirit to the reality of jesus christ and to the love of the father and and only one uh one experience which is crazy mm-hmm. and i believe that uh i, I know that few Many other uh, Spanish uh, pastor, Spanish pastors or Spanish uh, congregations will, will get to this point because it's reality, mm-hmm. you know, that what we experience on, on uh, Sunday, I believe that is absolutely godly mm-hmm. through, uh, through what, the word, uh, what the word is telling us right yeah. here. Yeah. Right? Uh, so uh, that's, that's what I was thinking about, uh, what God is doing with, with his church. Today. And, you know, um, I want to emphasize his church yeah, and not, uh, not any specific denomination, not mm-hmm. any specific pastor, not any specific language. Mm-hmm. You know, what God is doing with this church, it's amazing. In the, midst, in the midst of the chaos we have in our society today, God's still God. Yep. He's still seated on the throne. So Amen. he's king yeah. and he's doing something amazing. You know, it was Christ who... Um, who not only preached peace, um, this message or um, yeah, message of reconciliation uh, to God, but then you know He made, uh, you know He says, "Blessed are the peacemakers," um, and and the way that the Christian is called to live is in a way that where um, we forgive as we have been forgiven. Mm. So you know it's a the the call um, to deny yourself and take up your cross daily is is one where because you have peace with God, 
you yeah. pursue peace with others, whether mm-hmm. they be your brothers and sisters or not. And again, this doesn't mean you just forgive everything and just let everything happen with no consequences. Like, yeah, we're called to forgive um, and we should forgive, but that doesn't mean that there, that there are no consequences. Um, and that doesn't mean that we ignore those consequences or, or don't pursue them anyways, but we're, we're always trying to reconcile um, with our brothers and sisters and even with the lost. Yeah, another tidbit from the this I'm a Church member book that I really loved was talking about 1 Corinthians 13 with the love chapter, the one we always think is supposed to be for, for marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, marriages and couples, like it's actually r- more so pointing to the unity of <laughs> yes, believers yes. in the church. Yes, yes, and it starts speaking to the church. If I speak yep. tongues and I speak yep. different languages, yep. yeah. it's not like if you love your girlfriend or, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yep, yeah. It's for the church. It's yeah. for the and church. And it's like, and he says in that book, it's like, what if, like, we we like started reading this on a regular basis like at these church gatherings like what difference would that make in our in our interactions with one another like how would that um guide our guide our steps together so that that was a really cool uh part that i read but just how christ's love is what unifies us but also it's like it it bleeds over all the differences that we do have the the differences in opinion the differences in personalities the, the things that would divide us mm-hmm. like christ's love is now what becomes the foremost focus so that you know we can have those horizontal relationships be at peace just as much as we have the the vertical relationship with god at peace yeah and uh you know just to just to be real i guess there are there are bodies that should not partner there are local bodies, right? Yeah. Like there are local churches that should not partner. There are um, denominations that that should not partner. But I think that we are that we are so quick to draw that line to to create more division, to to not partner and everything else, um, than to pursue partnership. However, I would just acknowledge that there are <clears throat> that there are good reasons not to partner. Yeah, I just wouldn't be so quick to draw those divisions and. Yeah. Stay isolated. For sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if you, if we follow if you follow the word, then you realize that your work is is to work actually yeah. towards unity right. more than to division. Right. <laughs> right. I, exactly. And you know, kind of uh, what Mauricio was saying earlier, when the more I remember that it's his church, that it's his body, that it's his bride and not mine, mm-hmm. the the easier I think pursuing unity is inside the church and outside uh, the local church. For sure, for sure. All right, any final thoughts on the message before we just talk a little bit about uh, our partnership? Uh, Well, we got 19 through 22, who we've become. So who we were, what Christ has done, um, and now who we've become in Mm. Christ. And um, what we see is these Gentiles who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, right? The, his finished work applied uh, to the, the individual believer, and, and they're um, baptized in the Spirit, you know, brought into union with the, mm-hmm. uh, into the body of Christ. And, and so here what we see is this reality that the church isn't um, a building, it's a people. Mm-hmm. What we see is that, you know, this... This reconciling work makes us into something that God inhabits um, as a as a community, and it's something that we're waiting to be realized in full. Um, but we should 
certainly pursue it now um, and, and embrace and, and love and enjoy it now. Yeah. Um, all that God's doing in his people, the yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the verse 21, uh, it's beautiful. It says, we are carefully joined together in him. So uh, that word, carefully, uh, carefully joined in him, it makes me understand that God is, is being very intentional. I love the word and careful about what he's doing with this church. And I believe that God is doing that today in the midst of all the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, so partnership. Yeah. I mean, if we're just, we can start with logistics. I mean, we don't, we don't know how long, uh, the partnership will be. Um, but the, the goal is to have, um, two healthy local churches who kind of seem and feel and kind of operate like one, but two distinct, mm -hmm. right? Two distinct, um, local bodies. Um, but one body and we just celebrate being family, mm -hmm. um, so that means for us at City Church that we're going to wake up 30 minutes earlier earlier um, to start 30 minutes earlier at 9.30 instead of 10. Mm -hmm. um, and that means for La Tribu, you know, moving an entire, like a different location completely. Yeah. So uh, we have it pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Mauricio, what's, the, what's been the experience like on, on your end from your people? Well, everybody uh, loves it. Everybody that I speak to, they love it. And, and you know, God allowed us to have an experience a few weeks back when we couldn't have service at, at the place we were being at. And um, uh, I called you that week at the last minute told you, hey, do you think I can use City Church to uh, to have our service on Sunday? And you said, of course. At what time? And that time you said, ah, we won't be there. So you just go and do you. Yeah. We came and God is so good. God is so good because we came and everybody loved it because uh, the the place we were at before uh, was a huge place. You know, it feeds over 300 people. So we being a, a small church, you see people scattered all over the place. Right. And, and I don't think that's helpful uh, for the church. Right. So when we came here, which is which is a smaller place and, and makes us feel more like family. Mm -hmm. We had to sit with the person. Yeah. We had to talk to someone. And, and so for us, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Now the goal is fill it up. Yes. No. But one step at a time. Look, so just so you know, this is what I do because we have people um, who I love dearly and they like to sit all the way in the back. Like if you have a back row, they're going to sit behind the back row. Yes. Um, so what we do every Sunday, because Josh is typically back there, you know, taking notes, quote, unquote, uh -huh. taking notes um, <laughs> behind the back row. So I call everybody up just so that Josh can can come to the front. And, and you know, people have to sit up there. Yeah, and, and, and now people are struggling because we came with a produ pro uh, production uh, equipment yeah. team that yeah. we are using all the bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, to, they have to come to the, to the uh, seats. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, it does make me very uncomfortable when I have to go up front, you know. <laughs> it's a splash zone is what I call it. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, that's great. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the fall, that's when we're going to start, you know, Wednesday night, um, regular ministries together as well. Me and Gio um, have talking have been talking a lot with 
um, the a combined youth group on Wednesday nights, and we talked about it a little bit on our camp podcast this past week. But uh, going to camp, going to rally weekend with y'all has been amazing, and yeah, we're really excited about the the future going forward with uh, both of our youth groups and both of the churches as well. Amen. That's yeah, it, I mean, it, it, that's one of the things that excites me, um, certainly about this uh, partnership is the the youth um seeing knowing get building relationships with um your brothers and sisters in christ who go to another church um who are from a different culture and then because a a lot of the kids don't go to the same schools we have some like mine are up in north hall some are here in gainesville some are in oakwood some are in flowery branch some are in buford it's like they're scattered but as you go to these different schools and as you travel um I'm I'm sure throughout the school year, like you're gonna see people you know everywhere. Yeah, yep. And you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I go to church with that person. Like, wait, I thought you went to City Church. Yeah, but La Tribu, we we go to the same church yeah, and we yeah. have Wednesday nights together and we do like, you know. So that's one of the things that's encouraging to me, um, because I can imagine that it it may feel sometimes like you're on an island, um, as a as a believing student. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, any any final thoughts, encouragements, or anything for the listener today? Just want to say thank you for the invitation, and uh, thank you, Pastor Marcus. Thank you, Josh. And uh, I'm glad that you guys invited me. For sure. We're going to get his bill in the mail <laughs> by the word. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mauricio's translation by the word. Yeah, yes, oh, I said it on Sunday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Well, listener, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope that you can join us at City Church or La Tribu. Uh, Mauricio, what time will La Tribu service be? Uh, from now on at 1130 here at City Church. That's great. Yeah, uh, we're really excited about that going forward. But um, listener, if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, Marcus, where can they reach out? Richards at gmail.com. Yes, you can. But listener, thank you so much again. And until next time.